The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Welcome to the show. And hey, I have to say this. Ready? Go Penguins! Pittsburgh Penguins! Go Pens! Okay, now I don't know if that's going to help them. (coughs) And for all you Detroit fans, you know I love you, but hey, I'm from Pittsburgh. What can I say? And as you can see, I am surviving this chest cold. Remember last week when you didn't know who I was on the air? They have my tea, my milk. I'm much better than I was before. But you know what? I've got to tell you, Mr. Osgood, you are one heck of a goalie. Okay, but Mr. Fleury's going to be on tonight. That's what's going to happen. You'll, we're ready. We're ready. We're ready for a win. We're ready to get it going. We're ready in Pittsburgh for a Stanley Cup. But first... We have already champions that are going to be on the show today. They already are champions. They are three great leaders in America, and I am so excited to have them on this show. I mean it now. These young people, they are champions. I have these three awesome vendor leadership graduate high school students with disabilities on the show today, and they are stars as far as I'm concerned. They are Jane Oranger, Carolyn Kreitz, and Chris Cugini, and they are wonderful. Jane, Carolyn, Chris, do I have you with me? Yes. You do? Yes. Welcome to the show. Hi, Mrs. Bender. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. It's my birthday today. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. See, I would sing to you, but, then, but, but if I would sing, then we would lose all of our listeners. <laughs> but I wish you a very happy birthday. Thank you. Isn't that special? You're on your birthday on the radio. How do you like that? I like it. And the penguins are playing, so. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Go Pens. I already I have my little penguins ad here. <laughs> and remember, all you Detroit fans, you know I love you. You know I do. Okay, first question. And I'm going to ask this to all three of you. We'll start with you, Carolyn. Okay. What made you decide to participate in the Bender Student Leadership Academy, by the way, held at Bear Corporation? I have to say this. Greg Babe, the CEO of Bear, and Bear Corporation are unbelievable. I mean, they have partnered with Bender and Fox Chapel High School to make this happen. I commend them so highly. Okay, back to my question. Carolyn, what made you decide to even be involved with this program? Well, I heard great things about it, and also I wanted to learn how to be a better leader going into the business world. Well, let me tell you what. You did a great job. All three of you did. How about you, Chris? Um, I heard great things from this program, and um, I knew it was a great way for me to be successful. Good. 
And you were very involved, that's for sure. Thank you. Yes, you did a great job, too. How about you? How about you, Jane? Hi. Hi, Jane. How are you, Jane? I'm good. Good, Jane. What made you decide to, to be involved with this program? Was it because you wanted to learn how to be a better leader? Yes, I'm a good leader. And I want to be on time and be organized. Well, you did one heck of a job, Jane. Thank you. Yeah, we were happy to have you. So we'll start with you, Carolyn. Yeah. What would you say was the most important thing you learned from the Bender Leadership Program? I learned that I have a network of people with disabilities that range, and they can listen, discuss, and we can all be comfortable with each other when we work out like our common beliefs, like standing up for ourselves. And... And that is so important, isn't it? It is. I love how just having so many people just there, and you can just go to them whenever, and they're always listening, and they know exactly what you're going through. Chris? Okay, what made you decide? Um, I learned how to see my disability in a new way. I'm sorry, that's what you learned? That's the most important thing you learned? Yes. And, And how did you see it different now? I see it different now because... When I started this program, I didn't know how to be successful in a business setting, but now I know how to be successful from from what you taught me, and I learned how to stand up for other people. Yeah, and that part is so important, isn't it? Yes. It is so important. Okay, well, before, how about you, Jane? What did you learn? What did you learn the most? I learned a lot. You learned a lot? Oh, yes. What did you learn? Tell me one thing you learned. Well, I'm going to be a leader. Be a leader. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you were quite a leader there, Jane. Oh, yeah. Well, let me ask you this for um, for any of you that want to comment on this question. This is from a Nancy in Nebraska, and it is, uh, she is in high school. And the question is, uh, hello, everyone. I am in high school, and I have a very significant disability. I have a form of cerebral palsy, and it has impacted me significantly. I also use a chair. My, my question for you is, what do you do when you have a hard time at school making friends? Um, I feel that you should just put yourself out there and, you know, maybe do some clubs or find people that like the same thing as you and, you know, if, like, you have other friends or, you know, people, you know, just maybe all get together and then you always meet other people through different people and then, you know, you can just build your network of friends and family is always important and so are teachers. Yes, um, I would have to um, say that I think she should definitely get out there and meet people. I think that she should not be afraid to to start talking to people. She should definitely join clubs that fit her favorite activities and I think... She should just go go around and just start making new friends and telling them what she likes and telling them that they can hang out on the weekends and ask them what their favorite subject is and that's how she can um, meet very important people who will play an important role in her life. Okay, well, before we go to the next question I have for the three of you, and again, Jane, Chris, uh, or Carolyn, any of you can answer some of these questions from our listeners, but one question that was sent in from a, from a Todd in Connecticut is, my question is that when you are in high school, you've probably noticed that 
the other students with disabilities, frequently they do not speak up. It seems as if they're sort of in the background all the time. Why do you think that is? Um, I think that it's like that because they're not scared of themselves, but they're scared of their disability, and they don't want people to make fun of them. Because when people make fun of you, you just don't even want to like put yourself out there. And people always tell you to put yourself out there, put yourself out there. You, need, you have to go do different things. And then when you do it, you get made fun of. And then they just feel more comfortable towards the back, so they like, realize that all eyes aren't on them. That's right. I think that um, definitely, like, I think they're not comfortable with their disability. And I feel that if they had someone like you who was able to um, tell them it's okay to, it's okay to speak about your disability, I think that that's the um, reason that they don't know how to show their disability, but they want to be quiet because they don't want people making fun of them, but even if they tell somebody about it, then it lets them, them know that you don't have to be afraid anymore. It is, it is out there for people to understand. And if the people who are making fun of, fun of him can't understand that, that they have a disability and doesn't understand it, maybe they don't know what it is. And if you educate them about what it is, maybe people will understand more so than if they didn't know what it was. Well, let me explain to all of you listeners what's going on here. See, what happened is over... Eight years ago, as you all know, all my listeners, I have epilepsy and uh, a hearing loss. And over eight years ago, one of my fantastic customers, CSC, told me that they were approached by the Delaware School District to start a program, uh, school to work, some type of transition to work, and that they really wanted to do this, but they wanted to know if I would help them. So I actually designed the program. And I went down and met with all the teachers. And, you know, because I am so busy with, you know, the companies that I own, this radio show, and now being the chair of the board of the National Epilepsy Foundation, you know, I said, I'll tell you what, I'll try to do it one year. That's all. And what it is is it starts Disability Mentoring Day where the teachers choose students with disabilities to go to a company on Disability Mentoring Day, which is the third Wednesday of every October. Then a group of those students, handpicked by the teachers, are sent to the Bender Leadership Academy. And in Delaware, as I stated, it was held at the on site at uh, CSC. First time I did this, I thought that will be, you know, I'm so busy I won't be able to do this again. But when I met those students, and when I saw that they had really how they changed, and how they just needed someone to empower them and saw them get jobs. Well, that was eight years ago. As you can see, here I am. I'm still doing this, except now I also do this in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with Fox Chapel High School at Bear. Uh, that's where these three students are from. And I also do this with the Beaver School District at FedEx Crown. So, you know, I can't do any more because I don't have enough time. But if I had time, I'd be, you know, if I could clone myself, I'd be doing it everywhere. But I just want to tell you, you have no idea how wonderful these students are, such as the three on the phone right now. They only need one thing, for someone to give them a chance, for someone to believe in them. And you will not be disappointed if and when you meet any of these. Chris for example, was voted by his class 
to be the keynote speaker uh, because we have a graduation. Uh, Chris, how, what did that mean to you? Being an actor, it was like winning a Tony Award. <laughs> I was able to take all the skills that I learned and all my talents that I learned from acting, and I was able to use them for something I truly believe in. I was able to convince so many people in that room to be on my side because I knew that something I was fighting for was very important. I was able to address to all of them that we want paychecks, not pity, just as you say. We don't want people feeling bad for us. We want someone who is on our side who can say, I know you can work hard. I know you can do it. And that's what I tried to stress during my presentation. I felt that everyone was able to agree that I made sure that everyone knew that we wanted something and we wanted it now. And what did it mean to you to be selected by your class? It was definitely meant to be a great honor. It definitely meant that all those people who were part of that program were my friends. It made me see that people knew that I had it in me to be able to speak on some of those who maybe didn't like speaking in front of people. It let me, it gave me a chance to, to say some of these people are very quiet in class and they don't speak as much as, as much as the rest of us, but I can make sure that their voices are heard through me. Like if they had a question or something they wanted me to say to people, they could ask me when I was able to say it in my speech. Well, actually, Carolyn, you also spoke at this event. Yes, I was the closing speaker. Yes, what did that mean to you? It actually meant so much to me knowing that they all like just thought about me and that I could actually do it and they put their faith in me. It just meant so much just hearing um, you say that I was the closing speaker. And then when I went home, I was so happy and my mom was ecstatic. And you did a fantastic job, both of you. you. But I think there's someone else with us that also said a couple of words. Jane, didn't you say a few words? I think so. Yes, you did. And you did an outstanding job, Jane. Thank you, Ms. Bender. Hey, Jane, I have a question yes. for you. Am I still your favorite? Yeah, you're my favorite still. Okay. <laughs> Just so I'm still your favorite, Jane. That's wow. what counts. I try. That's what matters. Okay. Wow. Well, Jane, Chris, Carolyn... I know that all of you worked with my protege, Miss mm-hmm. Bridget Green, mm-hmm. and I wanted to ask you, um, how did she help you? And any of you can respond to this. Hmm. I thought that she helped me so much because it was—I don't know—it was just like having like a student there with you. You know, she she would just talk to you about anything, and she just made you feel like when you left the room that you were just above everything, and that you know you have to put you first. And just how she talked to you, she just laid it all out for you. She told you how it was, and she didn't, like, make it seem like everything was just going to be all, like, nice and pretty. She just pretty much told you how it was going to be. And I just respect her for that. It meant so much just knowing that she wasn't sugarcoating it, and she just told you how it was. Yeah, that's her. How about you, Chris? Well, being that she had a hidden, like, disability, Mm -hmm. it showed me that, she can relate to us. She knew the same thing I did. Being that she did have a hidden dis- disability, she could always tell me, I understand how you feel. I know that it's hard for you. I know that you can't sit down and concentrate all the time. I know, because it's happened to me many times. And she showed me that she was able to having a learning disability. She showed me that whenever she was in high school and in college, being a child disability, she still worked hard. She worked as hard as she could. She tried and tried and tried, and it really showed. 
Yeah, he, and, and he her, disabil- ended up her disability, it. so everyone else knows, is epilepsy, and she, just as Chris mentioned, is not going to be getting her Ph.D. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, like she showed me that she could go to college and work hard in secondary education. She knew that she wanted to help us, and that's why I was really grateful because she would always say, Joyce Fender is my mentor. And I would honestly like to say that Bridget Green is my mentor as well as you because Bridget Green was there for me. I could talk to her about problems, personal problems or school problems. She was always there to help me. She always was able to get in my shoes and say, you know, I've been there. People made fun of me too, and that's why I would like to say thank you to her for helping me during my high school career. Yeah, I I agree with you. Um, and by the way, while we're talking about great people that helped us out, what about Mrs. Dejanovich? Oh, Stacey, what about her? She, she is just so funny. She just sat there and, you know, let us do our own thing, and she... She would just be, like, behind the scenes, and then you wouldn't know it, and then just out of nowhere, she would just pop in there and just, like, tell us, you know, oh, you need to do this, and don't forget about this, and don't forget about that. But, you know, she didn't really get credit for stuff, but she was there 110% the whole time. Yeah, she may not have got credit, but if it wouldn't be for her, none of this would have happened. Exactly. So, you know what, we appreciate everything that she did also. It does mean so much to us. Okay, uh, here's a question from Kansas City from a Tony for any of you to answer. The question is, why is it so hard for high school students with disabilities to be considered for things that other kids are considered for at school, such as in the band, in plays, in musicals? What, why is that? Why do they like? Why do Here. they want to do that? No, no. Why do you think they aren't considered as oh. much as yeah? Um, I think they aren't considered with it because you know they just think of like you know above like above and beyond. People just want to do that, and you know just you know like everyone with a disability is always like hiding or always like put in the back. But I mean, I have a learning disability, and I did cheerleading, I did dancing, I do horseback riding, I did volleyball. You know, I mean, some people, you might not know it, but, I mean, a lot of people have disabilities that do stuff. You just might, it just not might be out there. Right. I know that I can honestly say that myself having a learning disability, when I go into auditions, the first thing I say is I have a learning disability. That way they know and that I know that I am comfortable with it. That way no one can make fun of me. There was times that maybe I didn't get the role because of my disability, because the director never tells you why you didn't get the um, role you did. But I know that I worked hard, and I know that I worked to my potential. I mean, I studied so hard in, in, in this that I know that I can accurately say that I showed myself and did very well. So. I'll tell you what. Number one, you can't wait. You have to listen to what Carolyn, Jane, and Chris are doing. See, they didn't have to take this Bender Leadership Academy. And let me tell you, they'll tell you, it's not easy. They not only have homework assignments, they have to give a speech at the first class before they've even met me on what it takes to be a good employee. And in this class, are we about pity, Chris? No, we are not about pity. We are not about pity. We are all business. Let me tell you that. So what I mean is they took that step, though. 
They said, okay, I'll do it. You guys can't wait out there. If you're listening to the show, don't wait. You have to be like these three. You have to get out there, get involved. You know, when you're saying why aren't high school students with disabilities included, sometimes because they don't try to be included. They've been put down so much, beat down so much, that they think there's no hope, but there is hope. You have to get out there. You have to take a chance. You have to not be afraid. You have to raise your hand and speak up. Don't sit back in the background. No one's going to come and save you. No one's going to come and get you involved. No one will be there. You have to get involved. You have to make it happen. And let me just tell you, as I said, Jane, Chris, and Carolyn, all three made a decision I'm going to do this, and, and Carolyn, if I'm right, weren't there even some people you knew they did they were going to get involved, but then they didn't want to get involved? Yeah, and it was just a disappointment because, I mean, I've learned so much, and I could just imagine how much other people learned, and then just how other people influence other people. It, it just amazes me how like, just a couple words could change your mind about just doing something, even though you know how much you could get out of it. But, I mean, if, that, if like, people would just stay in it and not really care about what other people think, you know, I don't even know how much you could go above and beyond anything. That's right. And, Chris, those other people, are they going to, the people that would tell you not to get involved, are they going to help you get a job, Chris? No, they are not. They are not going to be there when I'm in college learning for my profession. They are not going to be there when I'm making payments to my apartment or my house, and they are not going to to be there when I'm standing at my musical theater school instructing others about how important the um, arts is. I want to include everybody, and I know that people may think that my idea of being owning of, about owning a musical theater school is wrong, but I know that I always tell them, you're not going to be there when I'm making these payments, so you don't have anything to say. If, there, if you have an issue with it, keep it to yourself. I am above and beyond that, and I am not here to listen to you talk about me because I know now that I don't care whatever you say, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words are never going to hurt me. As you can see, what can I say? See what happens when you get empowered? These three are on fire. But right now, we have to go to a break, and then we'll be back if you just joined us. You are listening to Chris Cugini, Carolyn Crates, and Jane Oranger from the Fox Chapel Bender Student Leadership Academy. These are three superstar graduates you're listening to, young people with disabilities who want to help other young people and be a leader in America. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every day. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us. Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Say that again. 480-294-6417. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. Hey, if you just joined us, I have three superstars on the show today. Yes, I do. I have three high school students from Fox Chapel who graduated from the Fox Chapel Bender Student Leadership Academy. And actually now, this is Jane Oranger, Carolyn Crates, and Chris Cugini. Jane, what, are you a junior or a senior, or what year are you in? I'm a junior right now. Junior, okay, Chris? I am a junior as well. I will be going into my senior year. Okay, and how about you, Carolyn? I'm a senior. You're a senior. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> You're, and where, what are you going to be doing? Um, well, I'm going to CCAC for my first year, and then I think maybe Cal U for special ed. Okay, well, may I see that special ed? You're the girl, I'll tell you. <laughs> see that? Which, you know what? They may be moving on, but they will always be Bender graduates. So I'm going to tell you right now, we're building an army. We're building an army of young people with disabilities who are going to go out there and speak up and stand up and not be ashamed and I have three of them on the phone right now, and they are awesome. Awesome, Carolyn, yes. we talked a lot, as you well know, in the class about bullying. And I, and I want to say, by the way, to all of you listening to the show, you have no idea. No matter where I go, no matter what school I speak at, as a matter of fact, I spoke at an event with 300 high school students with disabilities. And when I said, would you be willing to come up on the stage, this just happened like a month ago. 30 to 40 kids come up, and it was so overwhelming. They were crying. They were in tears. They were telling how they'd been bullied. Many of them, unfortunately, how they had attempted suicide or considered suicide from bullying. And if you're listening to the show right now, if you are a person who is being bullied, no one is worth your life. Do you hear me? No one. Because guess what? It's a whole new world, and we've got your back. Carolyn, why do you think this goes on so much? What do you think about this bullying? I think it is the dumbest thing ever, that there is no point to it. And I just think that people are bullied because they just want to raise their self-esteem, like the bulliers, and just lowering someone else's self-esteem just makes them, like, they're 
adrenaline higher and just it makes them feel like they're so much better. But I just think the funny thing is about that. A lot of people who are bull who are be who are um, bullying other people, they always have like a hidden disability themselves, and they're just not comfortable with themselves. How about you? What do you say, Chris? Yes, I feel that bullying is definitely wrong. I can honestly say that I was bullied many times throughout my life, and through those experiences, I learned how to handle it. I learned that I should not be angered about it. I should not let people do that to me. I should be above and beyond. So anytime someone has anything negative to them say about me, I just let it go in one ear and, and out the other. How about you, Jane? I just see Steve and say, be nice. Oh, I tell teacher a parent, a principal. I want to make sure you heard what she said. If someone bullies you, tell a teacher, tell a parent, tell someone, and that is so important. Don't let something happen where you can be hurt. And you've got to make friends. See how they've all made friends? Now they, they have, could have a whole group. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. It always helps when you have friends. Don't you agree, Carolyn? Yeah, it honestly makes the biggest difference in the wor- difference in the world. Like you just just knowing that you have maybe two people, but you have two more people that always have your back. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, one of the things that we even talked about in the class is sometimes at some of the uh programs for students with very, very significant disabilities. Remember you were telling me or someone was telling me, Carolyn, even at lunchtime when the teachers aren't around, how they would make fun of them? Yeah. Okay. Here's what I have to say about that. Don't be a bystander because when you're a bystander, it's equal. It's equal to doing this. Don't be a bystander. Make a friend. Look, you have three new friends right now. Carolyn, Chris, and Jane, right on the phone, right? Yes, always. How about you, Chris? What do you think about this bullying? I definitely think that it's that it's wrong. I definitely feel that during during lunchtime there are people who sit by themselves, but I take the initiative to walk over to them and sit next to them and 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 I say, "Hi, my name is Chris, Chris Cagini," and I engage in conversation. I make sure that they know that I am here, so they can sit with me every day. Now at a lunch, I sit with about 30 to like 30 different people all in the same area because they were all people who were afraid to get out there and make friends. And so I was able to tell them, look, I am here for you. Come sit with me. And through this, I was able to have people meet one another to become friends and to say, hey, we are all here for you. You can always count on us to help you. And I feel that a lot of my friends do come to me and ask me, how they can deal with their situations. That's what I try to do. I try to tell them, listen, you do not have to worry anymore. I am here for you. And you are so awesome, all three of you are. I want to tell you, we have questions that have been emailed, but you also can call into the show. And we do have a caller on the line right now. Peggy, are you on the line? Uh, Yes, I am. I'm still here. Uh, I was listening to Mr. Kajini talk about the bullying, and I, I do have a question for that. Um, if you and, and I apologize, I had some trouble getting on. But if you have a child who's being bullied and, and they have a disability, um, Mr. Caccini, do you think that it helps to explain the nature of your disability? Does that help the other kids understand 
what you're going through. Do you think that helps stop the bullying? Is that what you're recommending? Yes, I do. I do feel like if you talk to one people about it, it will help them more explain. If you have a, a son or daughter with a disability, I think that you should tell people. You should tell them, my son has a learning disability, and, and it's okay. You want them not to feel bad for you. You want them to, to be your friends. You do not need pity. You want them to, to say, I understand fully what it is. Because people who make fun of people with disabilities do not understand what it means. People associate a learning disability with being stupid, but they have not investigated it. They have no clue what it means. People with some epilepsy, they just think that people faint, but they don't know how they faint. They don't know anything. All they know is, I'm going to sit here and make fun of somebody. But if you tell people about it, and you tell your son or daughter's friends about it, then they'll understand. Then that way they'll be able to relate. They can say to your friends that you do know. Peggy, I, I also want to make a comment about that. I agree with you, Chris. At different high schools, I have seen uh, students that maybe have Tourette's syndrome, epilepsy, all di different types of disabilities, and they asked their teacher if they could speak at the class, to the whole class. And they did a session on this is what it means to have epilepsy or this is what it means to have Tourette's syndrome. They explained it. And they said, you know, I'm no different than you. This is what it is and I want you to understand. And you have no idea how much that reduced the amount of time they were made fun of or bullied. So I, I would agree with Chris that, you know, if you can, like, do a session at the school or in your classroom or explain it to your friends, because here's what I have to say. If they then don't want to be friends with your child, hey, they were never friends, right? Yeah, that's exactly how I feel, too. Like, you don't need someone that's, going to be your friend just because they feel bad for you. Like my friends, they're always there for me 100%. They always have my back and they know everything that I go through and, you know, they know I have a learning disability and it takes me a little bit longer to, you know, maybe learn or comprehend something, but, you know, they're always there to, you know, help me if I need help or they'll always check in on me. Like if I, if I have a paper due, my friend called me at least, I don't know, like 20 times a day. Are you sure you're okay with your paper? Did you do your paper? You know, that's what your real friends are like. You just need to, you know, even if you have two good friends, that's really all you need. You don't need any fake friends. Peggy, did that answer your question? Uh, yes, it does, because I know that bullying has become, you know, a really big issue in the schools. And so education is, what I'm hearing is that education and helping people understand what's happening is really the way to help reduce this. Is that right? That is correct, because I'll tell you what, high school students with disabilities and or gay students are bullied so much and made fun of so much as terrible, and that's why we have to reverse everything around, meaning not, I don't mean make fun of people. I mean we have to be the leaders. We have to step up. We have to say we're going to educate you. And it does, I can tell you as being the chair of the National Epilepsy Foundation, it does make a difference. Do you find that the schools are really receptive to this, or, or do they do it um, because they have to? I mean, is they go to the teacher, you know, like um, whoever in one of their classes, and they say, we would like to do a presentation on this. And sometimes they even work with 
say they have Tourette's syndrome, they go to a chapter that, you know, in their city. Say they have epilepsy, they go to the local affiliate. You know, sometimes they involve even people in the city that are support groups to that in case they want to bring a video or information. Um, I saw a documentary on HBO, this one, one young man. He spoke everywhere in his school until, like, everyone knew about Tourette's syndrome. So um, I really do think it makes a difference, but I am Miss National anti-bullying, so Peggy, if you need anything else, please call me back. Okay, great. Well, thanks very much. And thank you for calling in. Appreciate it. We are talking to three champions, Jane, Carolyn, and Chris, Fox Chapel, Bender Student Leadership Academy graduates, and they are leaders, and they are on this show today talking about their own disability and what they learned in the Bender program for one reason. They want to be a national youth leader and step up and help you and not be in the shadows. Is that correct, Chris? Yes, that is. How about you, Carolyn? Of course. (laughs) How about you, Jane? Definitely. See what I mean? They're on it. And don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. You have to speak up for yourself. You are important. Hear me now. You're all important. We're going to go to break for a minute, and then we'll be right back with these absolute three dynamic superstars. You're listening to Joyce Bender on Voice America at Disability Matters, where it matters Every single day, every day, we'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are two and a half million Americans with the condition, and one in ten Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere. This woman may sound silly to you and me. It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks. But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, (laughs) she makes perfect sense. How does it feel when you touch the sand? Is it warm? Uh Uh-huh. It's hard to hold in your hand, isn't it? Mm Uh-huh. Learning starts long before school does, and children are naturally curious. They want to learn, so follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like sorting laundry or playing on the beach, and turn them into learning moments. Is this water? No. Very good. This is sand. Oh, (laughs) no, no, it's not food. It's sand. We don't eat sand. Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I can take care of myself. 
I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. I have to say go pens one more time. Come on, you can do it. You know, you want the Stanley Cup, you want to be champions? I had three champions on my show today. Yes, I did. Jane Oranger, Carolyn Kreitz, and Chris Cugini. And I think we have a caller on the line right now. Do we have Sarah on the line? Yes. Sarah, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. You have a question for our three guests. I do, I do, and, you know, any of them could answer. But I was just wondering, given the economy and their personal situations, you know, are you guys finding it more difficult to obtain, you know, employment, like summer employment with school ending now and even, you know, the process of getting into colleges and such? Yes, I would definitely have to say that it's hard for me right now to find a job, and I've been stressing about that because I need somewhere to work for the summer because I want to be able to save up money to start my musical theater school. And I, the places I've been going keep telling me that they are not hiring. They already hired their help for the summer. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I have animals I need to take care of, and, you know, I do horseback riding, and if I need something, I need, I need a job to get it done. And I think it's just a lot of people are coming back from, like, college and stuff, so they always have the job first. And then... Like, when you go, it's just like, oh, you know, it's like they're just coming out of high school. They might not be experienced. They might not be mature enough. Um, but, I mean, I do think it's part of the economy, too. All right, here's what I'd say about that, Sarah. No doubt about it. You know, we had an economic terrible situation here in this country, and we're still going through it, but we are coming out of it. And with President Obama, I believe we will continue to come out of it. I really do. I will say this. Don't go out and try to send one or two resumes. No, send hundreds. Don't just go knock on one or two doors, knock on hundreds. There are jobs out there. A lot of times people forget about the small business community. But in the United States of America, 80% of the new jobs, are with small businesses. These are companies maybe that a lot of people don't even know the names of because they just know the names, you know, of the big companies, the major companies like Microsoft, you know, or Walmart, you know, a company like that. But I'm telling you, go to a lot of the small businesses and don't give up. And when you do go, especially if you're a person with a disability, when you go on that interview, you say, you give me this chance, I'll be here every day on time because I know how my employees are. I know you will do it. You will get a job. You will give them 
That's right, Chris. Hey, Sarah, thank you for calling in. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, well, I want to make sure before this show ends that we get to a couple very important questions. One I did want to know, though, um, and, and Carolyn, if you want to comment on this or Jane, you can. Okay. But um, when you first decided you were going to take this Bender Leadership Academy class, you know, when you, the, before you even met me, did people make fun of you about that or think you were, you know, why are you bothering doing this? Um, yeah, I mean, I heard a few comments, like, here and there, but, I mean, I don't really let that stuff bother me that much anymore. But, and then they don't even, they've never tried it or they never even met somebody or how they can just judge something off anything. Like, if you haven't been there or you haven't done it, then you really have no say in what you think or feel of it. Right. That's right. Well, one thing I want to ask you before we go, I want to skip down here and I want to ask you this question. Um, why do you think, Chris, Carolyn, and Jane, and you can each answer this, why do you think this program had such an impact on you? What, what I mean is, what made this so, program so different for you and why? And we'll start with you, Carolyn. Okay, I think it made a huge difference in my confidence and, like, my self-esteem and just learning so many things. Like, you can't even name how many things, you've, like, I've learned in that class. Um, just, like, a couple just, you know, how to present yourself, how to, you know, boost your self-esteem. And now you learn that you have so many more people. Like, there's probably about what, maybe 10 people who graduated and who attended the classes. I mean, I just made 10 more friends than I had before and 10 more friends that are always going to have my back. And it's just it's so nice just knowing, you know, you can walk into school with your head held, held, head held high and you just know, oh, if you see them, they're always going to come up to you and say hi. Or if you see them, you know, they're always going to have a smile on their face. Or if something would happen, you know, you guys can talk about it because you know how, like, how stuff feels. How about you, Chris? This program has definitely helped me to be successful. It taught me not to be afraid to say that I have a learning disability. It helped me to learn what to do in the business. Being that I went to own a musical theater school, you taught me how to dress in a, in a business setting, how to write a resume, how to be able to speak in front of people. You showed me that when I am in meetings or on stage introducing people, you showed me that I do not have to be afraid anymore, that I can honestly say what I have to say, and I would like to say thank you, and that this program is definitely has helped me in many ways, and it will continue to help many students here in the Fox Chapel Area School District. Well, thank you, Chris. How about you, Jane? Do you have any comment? Yes, I do. It helped me to learn to be on time and to be organized and to take a stand for myself and another. It has helped me to believe in myself. Awesome, Jane. That is awesome. So uh, what message do you want to leave for our listeners throughout the world that are listening to you today? How about you, Carolyn? Um, I just want you all to know that you just need to believe in yourself no matter what and that no one to put themselves down because they're made fun of. I mean, probably everybody, no matter who was, superstars, you know, people who are just normal, whatever, they've probably all have been made fun of or 
a rumor has started about them or anything. You're not the only person. And just to always keep your head held high, even if you're misunderstood, you just always have to come in with your smile on your face and just keep your head held high. How about you, Chris? I want people to know that you do not have to be afraid to say you have a disability. You do not have to worry anymore because I am here for you. Joy Spender is here for you. There's many people out there. President Barack Obama is black, and he was discriminated against, but he showed you that he can work hard, and that's what I want everyone to, to learn. If President Obama can make it all the way up the corporate ladder and be president, you can too. Do not be afraid to achieve your goals and your successes. How about you, Jane? Yes, I volunteer at a hospital. I can help others feel happy. Well, yes, you can. That's for sure. And I just want to mention <coughs> to all of you the Supreme Court nominee, Judge Sotomayor, is a woman with diabetes who was told at the age of eight or nine when she said, I love these Nancy Drew mysteries. Oh, they're so awesome. And you know what? You know what? I want to be like this too. And was told, but you can't. You could never be a policeman or a judge or anything because you have diabetes. Look at her now, folks. She is the nominee for the Supreme Court. A judge in the Supreme Court with a disability it just doesn't get better than that, now does it? Chris, Carolyn, and Jane, I love all three of you. And they, these three, if you meet them or if they interview with you, you better talk to them. Carolyn Crates, Jane Oranger, Chris Cugini, all would make great employees. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me as well. All right, well, we end the show with a quote by a famous civil rights leader. And since I had these three on, well, one of my favorites, it just had to be from Justin Dart. Lead on. Lead on no matter what. And I can tell you, these three will. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at Voice America. Dot com. See you next week. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.